Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez. Aaron Keller is back today. He wasn't in the last podcast, so good to have you back, Aaron. And we also have Bobby Jones. He is our outdoor... Actually, Bobby, you ex- could you say your title? <laughs> outdoor need- Connection Coordinator. Okay, Outdoor Connection Coordinator. And that's a bit of a newer position um, at Endow. And then this, for the first time ever, we actually have a spouse joining us. We have Bobby's wife, new wife, really, um, Allie Scurry. So thank you, Allie, for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. So um, the reason we wanted to bring you on is, Bobby, you have a really important job within the agency. So I want you to explain that. Um, and then later on, we'll get into why, why we brought Allie here. So um, let's start off with, so Bobby, tell us, so you started your position very shortly before our offices got shut down. Could you kind of explain how it all started? Yeah, I, I think I sat right there at the end of February, um, I got on board. So I think I was in the office at headquarters for two weeks before we were shut down. So I've spent the majority of my time in the position from home, uh, doing a lot of research, planning, uh, getting ready for things to kick back up. And, and really, the idea behind the position is, is to encourage people to get outside in, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's you know, hunting, fishing, hiking, backpacking, camping, you know, absolutely anything. Um, we really want to encourage lots of different types of people to support conservation work. And really, they have to care you know, about nature and and you know what it provides and i think getting people outside and enjoying it is the best way we can get there exactly oh go ahead sorry oh you could keep going i was just saying exactly and it's such an important role just that right there that we created this position for it um a little while ago yeah and it it may shock people but uh, give or take half um of, of Americans in 2018 didn't do anything outside. They didn't recreate outside and, and outdoor recreation, it would count if you jogged one time. So literally half of, half of Americans didn't get out there. So there's a big opportunity. There's plenty of people that aren't getting outside or don't, you know, I just sit and tell people, I don't think they know what they're missing out on. You know, I share stories and experiences and photos with people and they're shocked that, you know, I'm even in Nevada. They're just, they're very far from, I, I guess, the background that I come from. I know. I feel like a lot of Nevadans would be shocked by that number. I'm shocked by it. How have people not even gone outside for a run? Or, I mean, it's, it is a shocking number. So, and I feel like a lot of Nevadans do get outside, but it is crazy that need to be getting more people interested in the outdoors. And it's really for their own good. Like you said, it's, uh, they're missing out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, mental health, physical health, well-being, I mean, there's tons and tons of benefits to getting out there. I mean, I can honestly say even if I go 
you know, wear myself out completely doing something. I feel a lot better, you know, going on a big hike than I would have otherwise. But there's, I, I just don't think people realize, you know, how attainable it is. We're 85% public land and by far more than any other state. Freedoms that, you know, a lot of people, you know, have no idea of or, or just haven't got out there to do it yet. But I will say there is a bit of a renaissance factor for outdoor recreation right now. A lot more people want to spend out time outside, you know, since we've, since we've started in this uh, odd COVID situation. Right. And when we were creating the position, we, we kind of weighed it out. You know, we, right now there's this thing about like recruiting and retaining and bringing back people into the hunting and fishing, but we wanted to do more than that. We wanted to, and that's kind of why the, the title of your position is Outdoor Connection Coordinators. We wanted it to be more of, we want people to connect with Nevada, connect with the wildlife and the, the surroundings. And so it's not just about hunting and fishing. That's what I was going to say. It's a lot of people may think that since we're endow, that's what we might be pushing, but really we just want people to connect with the outdoors in general. And it right. could end up leading to that too. Yeah, or not, and that's fine too. Right? Exactly. Um, and I mean, what do you think, Bobby? What like when when you say the title of your position, right? What like how do you explain that to somebody? Or do uh, you know how to explain it yet? It it's funny to explain because some of it has shifted gigantically. I think over the last few months, and then how we move forward. But I do tell people I want to get people out and engaged in anything outside. I mean, so we, I mean, we do a ton outside anyways, but for me personally, I spent way more time working on a garden than I ever have in my life. And that's somewhere between, you know, we want to be, you know, healthy food, self-sustaining, but I also just, you know, I'm not commuting to work. I can go work in the garden, doing just different things outside. That's a bonus. But if I, if I really had to phrase it, I mean, I want to give everybody a chance exposure to everything outside just let them know what is out there because i think that's the biggest hurdle is people don't know what exists or how easy it really is to get outside i there i worked with a biologist from virginia he was back here in reno for a few months and uh, he wanted to sit down with me and some maps and he said hey i know there's some bureau of land management land you know, what's the deal do i have to you know drive a couple hours how do i get to it and i said well well we could go on a three-minute walk to get there and then you'd have literally mountain range after mountain range of public land and it's just a foreign concept to so many people and and he's a biologist but it was just stark contrast to what he's used to saying you know yeah if you want to see public land you pretty much got to pay to see it everybody's on it so just uh, just exposing people to to what's out there and giving them a chance yeah and that's why i think why, why we're so lucky in the Right, we get friends and family or people that come from out of state, and you know, you're like, if you want to go do something, you just go wherever you want to go and turn right and open the gate if it doesn't, it's not locked. And we're so lucky, we're almost spoiled. Oh, we're absolutely spoiled. I've had yeah. people um, come to visit in the in the past before all this went down um, from like the Midwest and they were shocked by just, they were like, I can't believe you're surrounded by mountains like this and all of this land. So it was fun to get their perspective on it because you realize how lucky you are living here. Um, yeah, so I would say that probably that 50% of all Americans have numbers probably skewed 
towards larger cities, not necessarily in Nevada. I mean, maybe Las Vegas, maybe Clark County. Well, they're 75% of our population, so they, you know, and, and most of the country's urbanized for sure. Right. But I, like I said, I mean, a jog counts. So it's a tricky number. It just, it, it hurts my brain to think about. It does. <laughs> and that's the work you have cut out for you on top of it. So, but um, the reason, because that is such an important job and you're here to connect people with the outdoors and um, you recently were married. You and Allie, congratulations, you two. Thank you. Thank you. And Allie, it's been cool to hear um, Bobby, when we were still in our office, he was always talking about how you guys were getting really into cooking wild game and you were completely non-hunter, almost anti-hunting a little bit before meeting Bobby. <laughs> so what, how, how did you start to change your mindset on all of it? Um, I don't think it was any one incident that made me shift um growing up i mean as a, as a kid i had like the you know adopt a manatee adopt a leopard I, that's what i spend my allowance on um and so i think i've always had a really emotional connection to animals and i didn't grow up around anyone that hunted that was a foreign thing for my family so i always viewed hunting in a really negative light to me, it was always like only about the trophy hunting and going and killing these majestic animals. And I couldn't relate to that and I couldn't understand it. Um, and then when we started dating um, pretty early on, Bobby made it very clear <laughs> that hunting and fishing was a primary thing in his life. And he was very passionate about that and wasn't going to give that up. Um, which threw me for a little bit of a loop because I was still pretty anti-hunting at that point. And then um, I think just over time, learning and seeing how he approached hunting and the respect he had for the animals that he hunted and those that he didn't, but just you know when he'd go on scouting trips or hunting trips and he didn't come back with anything and it was still such a positive experience for him and just learning about how he approached it and how, I don't know, for instance, you know, going, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go on a hunting trip unless he had time to go out and practice archery that year and things like that. It made me, I just, it really opened my eyes and exposed me to a different part of hunting that I just, I was completely ignorant on. Um, so I guess the, the main reason I've, I've changed my tune, um, is just over many years now seeing him and a lot of his family and friends have the same approach to hunting and it's they respect the wildlife um the animals and just the the nature around them in such a deep meaningful way and they have such a strong connection with it and it's still and there's still parts of me that it's hard for me to grasp how you can be so connected and also still kill the animal. <laughs> I'll be honest, I still struggle with that piece of it. But at the same time, I also know it's a much more humane way to get your food. And it's a much more um, realistic way and genuine way, right? The relationship you have with your food. 
And so I guess all of the things I'm saying now, I've just, I've really been exposed to it so much now in the past seven years. And it's, it's made me have a completely different perspective um, and really just opened my eyes to this perspective of hunting that I never had before, just because I had zero exposure to it. Yeah, that's actually kind of how I feel working at Endow. I wasn't as like anti, but I still just didn't fully understand it. And then just talking to everyone and just hearing about it, you just learn so much. And it's crazy what a big role in conservation it really is. Um, so that's, yeah, and that's the other part of it, learning how much of the conservation budget, I guess, or funding comes from hunters and anglers. Um, I never realized that and it makes complete sense that when you're when you're so against something and you don't necessarily have the most logical reasons for being against it or have really even pushed yourself into questioning why you're against it you don't even take a, a minute to step back and understand those other pieces of it and now that I had I mean you just see how much of conservation comes from people that hunt and fish, which makes sense. They're the ones that are out there all the time. And so they know that it's important to conserve that land and conserve those animals. So exactly. Well, we're not done with the two of you yet, but we are out of time for the first half of the show. But we will be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we're talking about our outdoor connection coordinator. I think I got it right that time. Bobby Jones and his wife, Allie Scurry, who's super interesting to hear from because she's come a long way on our views on hunting. Like they've just changed a lot over the years. And um, before the break, you were telling us a little bit about it, but so you've always been, it sounds like it's not like you haven't been into the outdoors or anything. You were just, you had a connection with wildlife, but you were just anti-hunting. Correct. I grew up always in the outdoors. Um, as a kid, my brothers and I were constantly outside. Um, I'm a huge trail runner. I grew up camping. I even fished a little bit with my dad. Um, I, I backpacked before I met Bobby. I've done all of those things. I've always been a huge outside person. I prefer to be outside <laughs> than inside for sure. Um, but yes, before I met Bobby, I was very on the anti-hunting train which it's pretty entertaining to hear about. I bet some of the conversations between the two of you over the years was entertaining. Yeah, yeah I think the conversations have, have changed quite a bit. <laughs> um, but he still knows how to push my buttons on certain topics. <laughs> yeah. So you were saying as a kid, you were just completely, you even called your, what did you call yourself? <laughs> I called myself an uber tree hugger. Yeah. Um, not that there's still parts of me that aren't, but, um, I, I was telling you guys a story of when I was a little girl, I, I don't remember how old I was, maybe like seven or eight. And I was somewhere with my grandmother and a woman walked by wearing a fur coat and I just lost it and started screaming at her and 
telling her, you know, what an evil person she is. Um, so I've always been that way, uh, take it or leave it. And then even in high school, a very good friend of mine, her and her dad were really big hunters. And she would always talk about the tags they got and things like that. And more often than not, during lunch, we would just sit at the table and have these huge blowout fights over hunting. Um, <laughs> when everyone else at the table just was like, oh, here they go again. Um, and I was, I was kind of explaining to you guys, it's funny now how far I've come from that point. Looking back, I was trying to think yesterday about, you know, what, what exactly was my reason behind my stance? Like, why was I so steadfastly against hunting? And I think regardless of, I, I just wasn't open to hearing someone's perspective on hunting. And I just lumped everyone together in this group of you must not care about animals. You're like this cold hearted animal killer, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's just how I lumped everyone together, which wasn't fair of me. But again, I think it all comes back to, I just looked at it from a purely emotional point of view. And I also think in our society, it's really easy when you go to the grocery store and you just buy your packages of meat, it's so dissociated from where your meat and food actually comes from that it's very easy to not even open yourself and, and try to even think about where the food comes from originally, what happens for it to get in that package that you buy. Um, and so finally meeting Bobby, and having to start addressing that, right? Like as I'm eating my hamburger at dinner, <laughs> yelling at him for being an, a hunter, you, you have to kind of take a step back and really question yourself and try to, okay, like that, let's unpack this. Why are you so against it? If you're, if you're eating meat, like that's, right? Like there, there, there was such a disconnect there that I guess I finally started to just have to really look in the mirror and, and answer some hard questions about where my food comes from and what I was okay and not okay eating, which is why I finally jumped to the other side. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's part of, I think what's so fascinating is when adults kind of, that it clicks that like where, where your food comes from and things like that. What's so cool about that, but it's all, like, it's very basic, I guess. Um, yeah. you know, it seems so simple. Yeah, he'll be eating a turkey sandwich and he'll say, what kind of sandwich is that? I'll say, it's turkey. And he goes, like a turkey? And I'm like, yeah, like a turkey. That's what you're eating. Right. <laughs> or he'll be eating a burger and he'll say, so what kind of animal is this? Right? And you, you can explain it to him. So I think it's really easy for me to, to talk about hunting and fishing and where his food comes from. But an adult that's kind of has that gap of, of that knowledge i guess or not not even knowledge just interest and you haven't really ever thought of it that way because that's how i was too i was like i'd go to the store shut myself off from where this meat actually came from so i wouldn't have to think about it <laughs> exactly and again growing up without anyone around me hunting you, you never have to confront it it's exactly. never a topic that you have to think about so you wouldn't you would have this dissociation between the turkey you look at in the field versus the turkey on your sandwich. So, exactly. Yeah, and I don't even, it's not a conscious effort for people. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not going in the store, you know, 
trying to really think hard about like each package of meat for sure. It's it's just really easy not to. But the you know, the other thing is is you know I was never trying to make not you know make Ali Hunt or something like that. But I think even things as simple as hey we eat all this food right like that wasn't clear in the beginning. It wasn't clear that you know I had grown up you know our family shooting deer and eating deer like that was our main grind like we weren't buying beef grind at the store or something like that and you know, we processed deer in our kitchen table growing up like that was just part of what i grew up with and that was the norm but that there's also a sense of uh, connection's a good word but it's it's really important to us to take care of the meat the best we can and to do all this stuff so we went from with ali being you know very far in the extreme to slowly but surely, you know, we started eating the meat together. Like, hey, I took out like antelope, deer, elk, backstrap, cooked it all up, and uh, you know, like blind taste test. And she liked the deer the most, and it really surprised her. But it just had to do with the temperature it was cooked. The elk was a little overdone. The antelope was somewhere in between. It was, but it was funny. It was like, and you add up these experiences. So, like on our process going through, her big thing was after our first year of dating or two years, she bought uh, me a pellet smoker for my birthday and saying like, okay, like I support this side of it, right? And then, you know, last summer, you know, helped process a deer and an elk. And that was like another like, reality of, you know, what what has to happen to have that in, food. In our own kitchen. Yeah, which in the kitchen, <laughs> which she would have never like dreamed of before. And then now it's to the point where, you know, that's pretty much the only meat we eat we've really ruined the restaurant scene because the food we cook is so good now at home. And, you know, it's just, it's a fun thing to do new recipes. Last night, it was not necessarily new, but it was elk burgers with smoked bacon, mushrooms and garlic and blue cheese. Like oh my gosh. it was a fantastic meal. Um, and I do have to say, Bobby is the one, if you follow us on Facebook, all those foodie Fridays, he's the one that sends me those to post. And um, those recipes are, every time I post them, my mouth is watering. And haven't you guys been trying some of those too? I think we've done half, about yeah. half of all of those. They look yes. so good. And on that subject, you are going to have to take us up on the offer to take some of the meat and try some of these out for yourself. So I do. And back to um, you, Allie, again, you're still not a hunter, but you just have this newfound respect for it. And you're, it's opened your eyes like you guys are having fun trying these new recipes and eating better food than whoever had, where I'm still not even there yet. I haven't made anything with wild game yet. I've eaten yeah. it. It's been good. Yeah, I think when I first started cooking with it, I, I only did, I only used grind and I would do like taco meat or spaghetti sauce. That was, that was it. Because <laughs> that was something that I could, <clears throat> it was easy enough to kind of disguise the taste a little bit. Um, and it was also something that it, it made me start to just get a little bit more familiar with using that meat in the kitchen. Um, but now after find, like doing that for so long, now we have so much fun trying all these new recipes and um and well and it's, we enjoy cooking together it's fun to try new things and now we're really into stir frying we got a wok for my parents as a wedding gift and that's like the most fun way to cook ever <laughs> um, 
But I think the other part, one thing Bobby mentioned that really stood out to me was how important it is to him and his family and his friends that all hunt to take care of the meat. Like that's a way to show the animal respect and appreciation for what you eat. And after helping process the meat last year, that's something that I finally understand and I can agree with and actually have that same, not quite the same connection, but <laughs> much closer than it used to be. Right? Like even now, if I pull a package of meat out of the freezer and it's my handwriting, right? That's like elk backstrap 2019 or whatever. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> I remembered actually being in the kitchen and having a part of that, like that whole day. And it was work and it was, it wasn't like the most, wasn't my favorite thing to do. It was the most glamorous thing. Yeah. But like, it was also my way of showing the animal that respect as well. And I just, I have a very different appreciation for my food. Yeah. That's super cool to hear. And it sounds like you were saying, um, we just have a few more minutes here, but you've like, you also just being outside have learned all, like you were always strict with being on the trails, but now you're seeing this whole new side of Nevada in a way, just from being with Bobby. Yeah, exactly. I mean, more often than not, when we hike together, you know, five or 10 minutes in, pretty soon we're off trail and just hiking through the bush to get to, to a peak or something which is something I still don't do on my own because I that's just never how I've done stuff outside. <laughs> I go places <laughs> where I know the trail. Um, but it's just fun. Like it's, yeah, he has such a different way of viewing his time outdoors than I do. And it's just, it's been really fun always being able to share that with each other. And even vice versa, like I take him places that I run that he normally wouldn't go because that's not where you would go to hunt or fish. Right, so through that, I think we both have been able to see a lot of different areas of where we live and surrounding areas. Um, I was gonna say, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. That you both have just learned a lot from each other. Like those are good conversations to have. Yeah, just both sure. your views on things. Especially That's now that you just got married. <laughs> right, it's working <laughs> obviously. <so. laughs> It's I, you guys have a real similar story to my wife and I, where my version of a hike is not her version of a hike. Yeah. She wants to go up the trail, right, you know, where everybody else is at. And I'm looking at the next peak over and then we're going to the next bridge. Yeah, and I, I think that's something that's fun about hunting that I don't think people realize, especially, you know, Western hunting is, you know, the animals are going to take you places you wouldn't go otherwise. You, you know, there's like a grueling ridge or something that you watch animals go up, go up and over the top into the next basin and you just want to see what's there and, you know, follow in places. I, I would just, you know, not go otherwise. And I think, you know, like, uh, was, she's talking about the hiking. I'm always, like, I've got a pair of binoculars and I'm like trying to pay attention to what's going on. Like, oh, are the deer wintering over here? And, you know, just pointing out different things. Just kind of seeing the world a little bit differently. Honestly, right now, you guys are really making me want to go out on a hike or a run just hearing you guys talk about all this. Well, <laughs> just well, you to funny. <laughs> yeah, an elf burger. <laughs> um, well, even like when we do go backpacking or something, for him to go scout or something like that, you know, we'll, we'll hike up to a peak and then he'll spend, I don't know how long, glassing, I know the term now. Um, and I, that's not that, like, it's fun for me to look at a little bit, 
but then after 20 minutes, I'm like, you know, the, it hasn't moved. Like, we're good. But it's fine because I just bring my book and I sit and I read and we like we're there together. And that's I love to read. And it's awesome if I can just be on top of a mountain reading while he's next to me doing one of his favorite things. It's a really cool way we've kind of found to share it together, even though it's not exactly the same interest. So that's really cool. I like that. We're actually we are already out of time and this did go fast. Um, Bobby was making fun of me because I always say that so I had to put that in there um, but thank you both for being here like I feel like I really could keep talking to you all day it's so interesting to hear that dynamic so it's been really cool talking to you both and thank you everyone for listening that does it for this week's Nevada Wild Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.